welcome back to How Good Was It? Where we are, I believe, in Valentine's Week. Not day, week. Hello, Scott. Hey, welcome back here. And hello, Dana. I'm glad Dana's still here, by the way. It's, it's been hit or miss with Dana, but hello nonetheless. <laughs> pretty woman. Walking down the street, pretty woman. Yes, yes, as you heard uh, so eloquently sung by Dana. That is the movie we are covering this week in celebration of Valentine's Day week, month, whatever the fuck you want to call it. How, how did we decide on this movie? Guys? I don't know. I'm still this is a movie about a prostitute falling in love with a, with a really rich guy. So, and that's all it is. is it, this is what Valentine's Day is to us, is prostitute love. It, is that what it means to us? Yeah, Absolutely. I think so. Okay. St. Like, <laughs> Valentine was like the, what? The Catholic saint of prostitutes is that what what he was most like, likely? I'm, yeah, I'm confident. So, uh, if, if you say I, think so. I chose this movie, I think I, I'm pretty oh, confident. I chose oh, this movie. The hooker Dana. with a heart of gold. I, yeah, I think it was a Dana suggestion. Dana said the wrong shit, man. Because we're gonna let him have it on this one, anyways. Audience, before I forget, I will remind you: this is what we do here. We pick a movie. One of us will pick a movie of the week. We talk about it, as you will discover right now in this first half. We go and watch the movie, and then we come back and we see what we got right, what we got wrong, or if we even care about the movie at all. So that's what we do here at How Good Was It? So thank you for joining us. Let's get into Pretty Woman. When I was a little girl, I would pretend I was a princess trapped in the tower, and then this knight on a white horse would come charging up and rescue me. Could you tell me how to get to Beverly Hills? Sure. For five bucks. You can't charge me for directions. I can do anything I want to, baby. I am lost. All right, okay. You have change for 20? For 20, I'll show you person. Wow. Impressed? You kidding me? I come here all the time. Touchstone Pictures presents Richard Gere. So what happened after? He climbed up the tower and rescued her. Julia Roberts. She rescues him right back. Pretty Woman. This is what made Julia Roberts a star. I mean, she had done yeah. Mystic Pizza before this. I remember seeing her in that. And mm -hmm. I think that was the first movie I ever saw her in. And then she did this movie. And it was a huge hit. You know, the hooker with the heart of gold. Dude, and, uh, dude. and she was beautiful. I mean, yeah, she, she had oh. that big smile. Julia Roberts in 19... I, what year do you guys think this? I think it was 91, maybe? 92, 90? I think was it's, it's it early 90s? 90. Yeah, I think it was 90 or 91. I, I, I think so. I thought it was earlier, wow. but you're probably right. Yeah, I thought it was late 80s, but maybe you're right. Maybe 91, 92-ish. I, I, I guess it's so hard to tell because Richard Greer has had that gray hair forever. So. <laughs> He's looked the same I, since the early 80s. Yeah, yeah so yeah. it's like, it, this is definitely way after Officer and a Gentleman, right? I mean, yeah. it's that. That's early so, 80s. That's like maybe 82, 83. Yeah. yeah. Wow. You mentioned Julia Roberts. So my first exposure to Julia Roberts was uh, through Mystic Pizza, like you yeah. said. And I remember I didn't know, you know, she was not the star that she eventually no. became. But I remember watching Mystic Pizza, which was a horrible fucking movie. But I was like, who is this gorgeous woman? She mm -hmm. stood out back then. And I think, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Pretty in Pink didn't come out too long after Mystic Pizza, a few years later, maybe. She was in Pretty, Pretty in Pink. 
a pretty, pretty woman. woman. Say it's pretty, pretty woman. Sexy. <laughs> pretty <laughs> woman. Yes. Pretty. Yeah. I. I want. It wasn't long after, and I think uh, Steel Magnolias wasn't long after this film. I think she, you know, she had a like a run of like a few movies and pretty much owned the '90s. I mean, she was yeah. as big as it gets in the '90s. Yeah, she became a Actually. Maybe Pelican Brief was before this with her. And no, this is, Pelican Brief was definitely after. Yeah, she, with her. And it was Pelican. after she, Pretty Woman. Yeah. yeah. Okay. She did, a, she did a movie with Pelicans. What are you talking about? Oh, it's a John Grissom uh, <laughs> novel. It's a, yeah, it's a good movie too. Yeah, with Denzel Washington, and yeah, it's 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 a good film. Yeah, I'll take your word for it. Um, <laughs> so what do we remember about Pretty Woman besides? Well, I mean, Scott pretty much gave us the the plot synopsis at the very beginning of this episode. Hooker, but... hooker. sexual worker. Like, how dare you? Adult oh, entertainment. Sorry. Are we so insensitive now that we cannot call these great workers of the oldest profession? Uh, <laughs> God, Mike. Okay, so. Just... So this hooker with a heart of gold. So she's like shopping in, I believe, Beverly Hills. And she's in a store and um, the sales girl treats her like shit, like treats her like she doesn't belong. Like she's a hooker in a, in a fancy store. She treats her like that. Richard Gere happens to overhear this and he ends up uh, saying that it's his date and like, and like treating her really fancy. And he finds out she's a prostitute and basically sets up a date with it uh five she's a prostitute who just started hooking i believe she she tells richard gear that maybe she's had a couple dates before this so he he has her fresh and then uh oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> she maybe she met a couple of dates that same day wow. I, I don't know but uh she so uh he has sloppy seconds and then he yeah no they they fall in love and uh <laughs> and that that's the story it's 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 um what's the uh my fair lady yeah it's my fair lady and all that it's the same thing you know this rich guy who teaches the poor girl how to how to be rich and stylish and makes her over and but falls in love with her in the end so yeah actually what is the name of that that actor who 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 was basically helped training her and getting into that Hector, oh, Alito, Elizondo, or something yeah. like that. Okay, is he the right hand man of, uh, or is he? Does he work at the hotel? I think he works at the hotel that he she, the that hotel. Richard Gere puts okay. her up at, and she, yeah, he teaches her like manners and all that stuff. I have no idea what the hell you guys are talking about. I vaguely remember. <laughs> I, I have look. I went in kicking and screaming to watch this movie, and I didn't know. Yes. I did not watch. I'm pretty I sure didn't. I saw this in the theaters with a date. I'm I'm pretty sure. I had to be a date. Yeah, I mean, because yeah. I did not I, go on my own. Okay. Paid date or like, I mean, yeah, so it, was, <laughs> it was required. Did you see this movie? You had to bring a prostitute. It was, it was a thing in the, in the nineties. I caught this was a tr- movie. I'm going to say it was like, probably like a DVD rental or something mm. to that effect. And I think, actually, I think I first watched this with my wife. I think it was my wife. Oh, wow. Like a long time after. Yeah. So it was, it was, I probably didn't watch this until the very early thousands. And apparently, from what I recall, I don't think I missed much. Look, Julia Roberts, she's a fine actress, given whatever, given the role, the right role. Um, Obviously, very beautiful. She is talented. I just, from what I recall, I didn't see the hype about this movie. It's a fairy tale. Yes, it's a it's a it's a modern take on a fairy tale, you know. Uh, some prince comes and whisk whisks away uh, 
<laughs> a hooker. <laughs> and yes. gives her like all the fairy tales you've heard before. They're all hooker based. Now, now I do recall. Uh, didn't she have a friend in the movie who wasn't a drug, who was a drug guy, or or her pimp was beating know. up on her? Or yeah, probably. Oh, yeah. And, I, wait a minute. Yeah. Did you did Julia Roberts' character have a pimp? She didn't have a pimp. Right? I think she did. I think she may have had a pimp. Oh, was that the bad She's guy? Independent, bro. <laughs> well, no. Well, I, I remember. So Jason Alexander's in this movie, if I remember correctly. Well, yeah, he's, he's like kind of asshole in this movie. Yeah, yeah he's, he's like the asshole friend, or at least asshole associate of Richard Gere. Oh, and I think she, right. Yeah. So, so I think he gets punched in the face. I don't. I, I don't think by Richard Gere. I think he gets punched in the face by Julia Roberts. So, oh. I think he gets punched multiple times. Actually, now that I think about it. <laughs> but, but yeah, no. I mean, there there were more actors to your guys's simple premise of a complicated story like uh, <laughs> yeah, I think, living I think we nailed it life. i think we can we just go to the how good was it now i think uh, i think we're, <laughs> no second I think, I think we, yeah we, we have it down uh i, I, I with I just, that people no uh no uh <laughs> fairy no, tales are just fairy, else... fairy tales are just meant to be broken i don't know um <laughs> I, I i i'm just trying to remember I, I think there was a bit of actors who actually just continued to keep working in this industry a good bit and i think that's hmm. like when, when we think of the friend i think she was a brunette and i just can't remember who she was um but there's a one comedian that friend... that's in this too that he he's always done stuff um i can't think of his name he has like he's balding i believe he has a wig in this movie but he is he's done a lot of this is a gary marshall film and uh oh. he's been in most of gary marshall's films too and i cannot think of his name but he he was a popular comedian he's done a lot of work i want to say it's larry something's his name but uh he's in this movie as well uh, i remember Lar him. larry i haven't worked in hollywood since pretty woman no no he's done a, he's done you, you'll recognize him right away he's done a lot of a lot of comedies dana did you watch this in the theater when it came out Dana was too young no way yeah, no way. His mom wasn't gonna <laughs> let two year old Dana go go see a, yeah. a, a movie about prostitutes. Anyway, I knew I was able to watch Boys in the Hood early in life, but I wasn't able to, you know, the birds and the bees. I, I didn't understand it all. Uh, what are the birds or bees anyway? Um, <laughs> but I I don't really know when I watched this. I I do know that it came on a lot actually on cable. Um, yes. Yeah. Oh yes. I, 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 you know, I, so I definitely watched it. Not at my appropriate age, but I, I, it, it came on a lot. It was definitely one of those movies where, you know, we just happened, probably me and my sisters, we probably just happened just to watch it. And I, I'm sure that instead of like prostitute or hooker, we probably just thought she was like some nice lady who just came uh -huh. from humble beginnings. I, I'm sure we probably like sequestered what <laughs> she actually was. So, and I'm sure we didn't understand the drug scene because I, I do, I, I think the friend dies or she at least oh. OD. Oh, I think she dies ODs. in this movie. I don't remember any death. I, 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 yeah, I think, I think her friend ODs, the, the other prostitute, whoever the other actress is, I think she ODs okay. as most prostitutes probably do because it's a yeah, kind yes. of a, yeah, yeah, soulless uh, job there. You mentioned sisters yeah. and, and something clicked in my brain. I remember my sister's watching this movie and and one of the things i love the most about my I, I have three older sisters i'm the youngest of five and i'm very close with my sisters we grew up together we you know to this day we're very close and they've always kept it real with me and i've mentioned them several times on this podcast and i think by now at least one of them is a listener so she's gonna get a kick out of this i always remind her of stuff like this i'll never forget i i believe this movie may have i it was i was visiting 
her home and this movie came on. I think it was on cable or something. And it was on in the background. I'll never forget her saying, what, is, what kind of movie is this? This bitch, fucking hooker comes and she she gets fine ass Richard Gere. This is the most unrealistic movie I've ever seen. Like it was so it was so funny hearing a woman say this. Because every other woman I know loves this film, obviously. It's like a, again, it's like a sort of like a princess fairy tale thing, right? And I get it. But it, again, shout out to my sister for keeping it real, <laughs> as she always does. It really is hilarious. I, we yeah. are going to have to look up more about the screenplay. And you guys may actually make me research this because I, I do uh, find it interesting. What made them actually decide to put such a premise on screen because it, it, it's Dave Chappelle has like a great like kind of reenacting of this of just how this movie would only be two seconds long oh yeah <laughs> you know yeah, I remember <laughs> yeah. that yeah <laughs> yeah so yeah insert here yeah you know? yeah, yeah. Here's, uh, the line right now yeah. Yeah, it's, well, like, it's like you know so yeah, yeah. I, I think we just gotta watch it but I I am yeah. uh I do feel comfortable that they were some more nuance scott and june to these beautiful prostitutes that are needed in society so i i, I am curious <laughs> of, of, of why did they why you know they could have made her anything because you're you're right like the whole idea for other women it's like a great man could look past my circumstances where it's just like nah that's <laughs> that's not what happens probably like, not just, uh, yeah the... no I, a great a great man would pay for sex, but he's not going to look past the <laughs> wife. You, I mean, I, I mean, that's that's the moral of the movie. But I mean, you know, I, I am, yeah. <laughs> who who decided to give this heart? <laughs> like, I, I'm well, curious. Is is this more believable or the thing for you, Dana? That uh, that oh this, uh, oh, oh boy. What, what's more realistic? <laughs> <laughs> the, the effects in this are going to be I'm sure, comparable. <laughs> to the effects to the thing they're mm. going to be very very comparable i am very i look i look forward to seeing how uh richard gear is going to pretend to kiss a prostitute on the lips i'm sure that's going <laughs> to be a complete prosthetic because you know Listen, i just you you got have two, protection you got two beautiful ass motherfuckers richard gear and julia roberts you don't need cgi or special effects that shit sells itself I, i'm here giving this movie shit and and Scott already has the face. Like he knows this is gonna be a big fail, bro. Uh, but watch me end up liking this shit, it, oh. which will be the biggest universal joke of all. Oh, I'm gonna give it a damn good. Um, no, probably not. But I do look forward to revisiting a young and beautiful Julia Roberts. Hopefully, she's wearing hooker apparel, so yes. I can enjoy it even more. And let's see what happens. Any more observations about? Pretty women or woman, not women, not plural. No. Pretty woman. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Once again, Senior. we have to pay for this movie. I believe it's $3.99. Oh, guys. shit. You, know? you, just, you just fucked it all up. Yeah. Isn't that the premise? Don't you have to pay for women? Aren't we paying for this pretty woman? <laughs> yes. Wow. <laughs> Full circle. Good yep. We, we broke the fourth wall. <laughs> okay. Folks. That is true. That, that's our cue, man. Let's go watch Pretty Woman. Let's see what this movie is all about tune in for the second half to this episode please follow like and subscribe catch us on youtube when you can and uh man let's get this over with <laughs> say bye guys all right see ya happy valentine's day <laughs> <laughs>
Sit tight. We'll be right back with How Good Was It? Do you have memories about this week's film that you'd like to share with us? Hit us up at How Good Was It Pod for X, formerly known as Twitter, at HGWI Pod. Make sure to check out our YouTube channel where you'll find video promos for each and every episode. Welcome back to How Good Was It, where we review the movies of our past to see how the heck they hold up, if they still hold up, in our modern times. This is the second half to our Pretty Woman Retro Review. And if somebody would have told me when we started this podcast that we would be reviewing Pretty Woman, I would have called that motherfucker crazy. But let's find out if that's still the case. What is up, Scott? Hey, welcome back in. And what is up to that main gigolo, Dana? I guess I'm that motherfucker that uh, I (laughs) call crazy. (laughs) Uh, Yes, I'm calling you crazy, motherfucker. Dana's just a romantic at heart. You know, this movie just, you know, it moved him at a a young age and he, you know, wanted to revisit it. Bleeding, bleeding, bleeding heart, for sure. (laughs) Nothing wrong with Soft spot for hookers. (laughs) <laughs> that was the it. that was what it really was see okay now i have to bring up this would have probably been a joe ap pick oh 100 that's what i was thinking about the whole time you know i was gonna ask him to give us a mini review about that oh I, my I totally god forgot. that would have been the only thing for sure movie. this is a joe ap movie i guarantee he's gonna say he loves this movie the only thing that would have prevented joe ap from suggesting this movie was that there was absolutely no nudity so, true but, <laughs> very true got but, close but if you look really close right. maybe you might see a little slip here and there uh, well there was i I, I i i was doing my research i i, I looked close <laughs> I was doing my thorough research gotcha <laughs> well we will get into the finer details of this flick um let's roll on with pretty woman Let's get into some facts and figures. Anything you oh. want to give us, Sir Scott? <laughs> All right. So this movie uh, was a hit. It was made for $14 million. Oh. Uh, opening weekend, it did $11 million. Wow. Worldwide gross, $463 million. Oh, my God. Are you fucking kidding me? That is amazing, especially for the time. Yep. We were very close about the year. Uh, we said 90. I said 90, 91, 92, 1990. 90 what i'm uh, you bowled me over with that figure scott i i know it was a mega hit i know it was huge at the time when it came out um that it opened up with 11 million in itself is pretty impressive yeah but holy shit to have reached that kind of gross in 1990 on a 14 million dollar budget and you know she wasn't a star at this time you know this was like her star making role and richard Gere was famous but i wouldn't say he's a guy that's gonna have a big opening like this it just got yeah everyone loved it they sure did man i mean as far as per richard Gere, you know yes he was already you know well known in hollywood at this time he had a a few hits in his filmography at that time but i dare say that by this time uh, maybe his his shine was waning a little bit maybe he was getting older uh we were mentioning before the podcast started how i forgot that he had the gray hairs going at this point 
which this was is probably a post gerbil episode too. So oh no. my <laughs> lord! <laughs> I didn't okay. expect that to come. Up. Okay, Scott. <laughs> you know, one of us was gonna do it. I know it. If it wasn't you, it was gonna be Dana or myself. There was gonna be some gerbil talk in this episode. If for those listeners who may not know, especially you younguns, ultimate and, urban legend, right? Yes, one of the biggest urban legends in Hollywood has to do with Richard Gere and a gerbil. And I'll leave it at that. If you need any more info, I mean, look, we can get pretty crass on this show, but even yes. I have. Yeah, to. if you Google it, I'm sure that will be the first thing that comes <laughs> up. If you say uh, gerbil plus gear, <laughs> it's going to be the number one in, number one uh, hit. Oh, God, what a legacy to leave behind. Uh, <laughs> oh, interesting. Uh, good, good, good choices of word there, uh, Jim. Yeah. Oh, man. It put a whole new twist on this episode. Uh, well, let's go, man. Uh, Man, again, <laughs> that budget blows my mind. I still can't yeah. get over it. So this was a Dana pick. Yes. Yes. Yes, it Dana, was. Why was it a pick? <laughs> Please explain. And and by that, I don't mean in a sarcastic way. I really yes. want and, to know. And what what about Valentine's Day? Is this uh with you? <laughs> I, I think that's what I just realized. It's like it's like, you know what, guys, we need to start showing our softer sides and you know what. <laughs> Could represent Valentine's Day as this is going to come out on Valentine's week. Then a good old rom com and a good old Dana favorite is is good old Julia Roberts. Julia Roberts, what a lovely lady! She had so many hits, uh, Runaway Bride. You know, you you name it. You know what I really remembered most about this one? The damn soundtrack. <laughs> oh, so, it's a it's an eighty. It's a maybe nineteen ninety, but this is an eighty sounding soundtrack. My goodness, that, banger Dana. after banger. I don't know about that, Dana. We may have some Bangers. differences when it comes to the soundtrack. <laughs> man. That was one oh. of the points I had to bring up. Well, okay, yeah, there were some shining moments in the soundtrack. This uh, basically was a nice little comeback for Roy Orbison. Um, yeah, that 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 title track became a hit. It was a hit in what the fifties or something like that, sixties, probably sixties. Yeah, yeah, and you know it became a hit again as a result of this movie. So it put some shine on him. I remember like by this. Well, I mean, th was this before or after he was doing like the traveling Wilburys? With I think it was after. I think that's late eighties. I want to say that's eighty eight, okay. eighty nine. Okay, but, Dana doesn't know. But what the the, this song about. got yeah. big again. I, <laughs> Yeah, no, it it definitely you know put a little more shine on on his career, and I think he died not long after this. Maybe yeah, yeah. I think he died like maybe ninety one. Yeah, yeah, it was early nineties when he unfortunately passed away. But yeah, going back to the soundtrack, man. So this I didn't have any hate towards the soundtrack, but there is one track that played during the opening scene in the title. Oh, the King of Wistful Thinking. I fucking hate. I, I, that I hate song. that song as well. Oh, Holy shit. As soon as that song came out, I was like, well, I was like, I don't know if I could go through with this. But you have to watch a video because that may be one of the worst <sighs> videos ever made. Dana, you need to watch it. It's, uh, I, it's incredibly I, watched the bad. Video. I just know the song. I didn't know. Oh, you got to see the video. The oh, videos. It, the video will change. It. If you like the song, the video will change your perspective. On <laughs> it, it is the. Oh, they seem gosh. a little less cool when you see this video. What was the name of the artist or group? I forgot. They, they, they had remember. a couple of hits, but... It's not like Tom Tom Club. No, it's not No, Tom no, Tom no. Club. It wasn't Tom Tom Club. Don't uh, do that to Tom Tom Club. Yeah, it's something <laughs> lame sounding, though. It, it, it was like the most lame white bread guy singing. And, <laughs> and he's like... I remember, I think he was like balding at the time. And he was like the unsexiest, unromantic cat on earth. 
But um, yeah, I fucking hated that song with a passion, and it reminded me how much I still hate. And, and I still it, hear that song every time I go to CVS. I hear that song. So it know. was a hit. It was a hit. I remember that it's it was CVS. That means it definitely is a banger. So yep. yeah, yeah. <laughs> CVS great and, banger. But there were other highlights within the soundtrack, though. There were little tidbits. Uh, uh, I think it's, I think it's just Pretty Woman. <laughs> well, okay. Roxanne. Uh, uh, Roxanne. It's over now. Roxette. Oh. Yeah, Roxette. Yeah, oh, it's, I got that. That. it's like the hugest right. song about her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I uh that was for just for this movie. That was a song that they recorded. It was a Christmas song, some European Christmas song they recorded, and they asked them to do a song for this movie. And they gave they like, Well, I'm not gonna write a new song for you, but we have this one like lying around. And they gave them that song and yeah, that was a pretty big hit. I love how Scott put that. I imagine them getting a call. Oh, we got a track just lying over where's that yeah. track and the they other changed like one christmas line the and then and then they, they gave it to him and yeah yeah that song i'm sure rocks that's biggest song yeah that was a huge hit i mean as soon as it came on my wife started singing and i was like oh okay <laughs> another another to add to the karaoke list any other observations you want to throw at us about uh let's see she was nominated for uh best actress uh julia roberts for this movie she was she got an academy award nomination did not win but uh she was yeah. nominated which i didn't realize yeah yeah this skyrocket skyrocketed oh, her to for sure yeah. change the game for her yeah yeah, yeah. change the game because what movies did we say that uh so well mystic i believe pizza before this yeah, yeah. yeah. maybe might have been mystic pizza which was the first time i saw it. and um, oh God. So I had to mention this. The other day my wife started watching a movie. And I don't know if you guys remember. Scott might remember this more than I any one this. of us. Come on. Of course. Uh who am I talking about? Um <laughs> so do you remember this horrible movie from the eighties that uh was supposed to be a star feature for Justin Bateman? Oh, with the light of day with her and Michael J. Fox with her. No, no, uh, no, no. Oh, oh no, that's no, Joan that was, Jett. That was Joan Jett. Yeah. Okay. No. So Justin Bateman, who played his sister on the on the sitcom Family yeah. Ties with her, and it was a horrible movie about this female rock band that she fronted. It was called Satisfaction. Oh yeah, of course, yeah, I remember. So she yeah. was in that. Julia Roberts was in. Oh, the band. she was one of the band members. Oh, yeah. Okay, so my... I think I vaguely remember that as well. Well, it's a very forget forgettable movie. She had maybe like three lines in the movie, but she was a very young Julie Ro Julia Roberts. Um, horrible movie, though, so don't bother looking at it. Uh, <laughs> it was really bad. Oh, yeah. and, and it starred uh, also Liam Neeson was in it. Now, mind you, not to change the <laughs> subject, I have to point this out. I just looked up Satisfaction, by the way, but go ahead. Okay, of course you did, Scott, because that's what you do best, man. <laughs> so Liam Neeson is also in this movie. Right. And he plays a bar owner and it's a bar where these this young girl group happens to play at. Now, Justin Bateman plays like uh, she's like fresh out of high school, maybe uh -huh. in this movie. And her and Liam Neeson start a relationship. Mind you, Liam Neeson looks <laughs> like 50 at this time already. So. I don't know. One of my lights died as I said that. That's my kindergarten. <laughs> well, that's. I bet you there. There's probably a closer in age between those two than Julia Roberts and uh, Richard Gere. <laughs> <in this movie. laughs> there's an 18 year gap between those two in this movie. Yeah, yeah. Are you? Saying, they, he yeah, was 40 and she was 22 when they when they made this movie. Wow. I mean, to be fair, what what is Richard Gere supposed to do? Fantasize about a 
a hooker that's older than him. I mean, come on, like just you know, I was correct. Liam Neeson is 14 years older than Justine Bateman. Oh my, and it looked it. You know, I mean, <laughs> at least with uh, uh Gear and and Roberts, I, you know, it was a little more believable. But um, man, that that but anyway, let's get away from Saturday. Well, so so here's the Julia Roberts run that she had uh, from the 80s into the 90s. So she did uh, Pretty Woman. Uh, I'm sorry, Mystic Pizza in 88. She did Steel Magnolias in 89. She did Pretty oh. Woman in 90. Flatliners also in 1990. Oh, then I forgot she wasn't Flatliners. Yeah, The Sleeping with the Enemy is probably the first movie she did. And it was 91 with the already being famous. You know, mm. and then dying young, she did the she did hook Pelican Brief with ninety three. Man, she worked a lot in the nineties. Every year she had a film out in the nineties. Oh, that was her hate. Like she man. did. I mean, yeah. she was freaking huge. She was. She was a superstar yeah, for really, sure. Really big. I mean, like you haven't even got to Aaron Brockovich, and I think yeah, Aaron that's Brockovich not like ninety eight. No, two thousand. Yeah. That's two thousand. Oh, two thousand. Wow, wow. That was two thousand. Yep, and then ninety nine. She did yeah, Runaway Bride with all the same people again. Yeah, she wow. did it with Richard Gere and then also Gary Marshall, who directed this film, did that. And uh, Larry Miller and uh, Hector Elizondo, whatever his name is, is in this too. And yeah. Wow. So oh, they basically wow. did the same movie again, like yeah, nine years later. Of course. Later. They try to recreate the ma magic, mm -hmm. of course, as Hollywood will do. But yeah, man, she had an issue. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. But she was huge in the 90s. She was a very busy woman. And turned out to be a fine actress, but this was the one that put her on the map that made mm -hmm. her America's darling. And uh, well, let's find out why. Hey, uh, should we get into the plot? Right, well, yeah, let's get yeah. into it. Well, Scott just answered the question, so we could go to how good was it, I guess. Um. <laughs> In finale. <laughs> Everybody loves a hooker. How good was it? <laughs> Okay, so I mean, should we just go into the plot then? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, so if I remember, I just watched this movie. Yeah, you you just literally finished it, and I already forgot it. But uh, but yeah, I, yeah. I believe it starts with Julia Roberts and her hooker friend. No, her hooker. No, uh, I think it, it starts with Richard Gere and Jason Alexander. Oh yes, there's party. a party. Jason there's a Alexander's party. house. You're absolutely right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we so, get a little a little insight into Richard Gere. He's some some kind of powerful mogul so do you guys um, want to guess how old jason alexander is uh in this movie with his balding hair and mm -hmm. yeah just but it's I'm crazy because uh -huh. he's obviously it was it was before the seinfeld days so yes yes um i'm gonna go ahead and say he's one of those terrible guys who balded early i'm gonna say he's 28 29 i'm gonna say i'm gonna say early 30s yeah he's 31 31. Oh, yeah, okay. he definitely okay, looks okay. like he could be 41. Uh, no problem. Oh, yeah. He looks older than Richard Gere, for sure. Yeah, he looks older than everybody else in this movie. He looks just about as old as Ralph Bellamy, almost. Um, <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Ralph Bellamy's last film, he died, I think, two months after this movie came out. Oh, was, wow. Yeah, this was his last film. Holy shit. So he didn't get to cash in like everybody else in this no. movie. Did. He was only in this He'll film. So bad. It's like, yeah, we need to talk about him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. especially so since the last movie we reviewed with him in it so yeah, yeah that's true which was what uh trading places trading places trading yeah. places so so of course as soon as i saw i forgot he was in this movie and as soon as he came on the screen i couldn't help but think of trading places oh yeah. i'm like so well, in this multiverse in my mind <laughs> richard gear helped him save the company ralph bellamy 
Bellamy moved back to New York to join his brother. Yeah. And that's how we get into trading places. So it's rich. Yeah. I think so. Um, anyway. I, I actually took it another step with that multiverse. Oh, I, I went yeah, from yeah. I went from Raph Bellamy hates black people, but Raph <laughs> Bellamy's okay with hookers. Ah! <laughs> Brilliant. Black people Brilliant. can't run his company, but uh a hooker is is totally appropriate for any setting for him. So yeah. yeah. She she did uh put the charm on him in that dinner scene. But we'll get to that audience. Um, yeah, let's <laughs> let's proceed with the plot. Um, yeah, we start oh. out with this kind of party shindig where we meet uh, Richard Gere and his lawyer, who's yes. played by um, Jason Alexander. No. And we see them hobnobbing with other rich people, wheeling and dealing. And Richard Gere is in California to put the final touches on a takeover yeah. of a company. So where do we go from here, guys? Well, I I think we're supposed to concur that he um or incur that he he's on the phone with his girlfriend. She's breaking up with him because he's talking oh, yes. to somebody on the phone, and I yeah. it sounds like you know he's getting broke up with or he say someone's moving out and and yeah, and then he's in a bad mood. So he <laughs> he wants to go back to his hotel in Beverly Hills. He doesn't want to stay at the party, and uh, he borrows borrows Jason Alexander's car. Which is a, a a stick? What car was it? It was, um, it was a, a Lotus. Lotus. A Lotus. Yeah. Lotus. A Lotus Inspire. Which yeah. uh, oh. in, the, in the trivia for this movie, um, they wanted a Porsche or a Lamborghini, and both of them were like, "No, we're not putting our cars in a movie about a prostitute." So they ended up with a Lotus, <laughs> which actually really boosted sales for Lotus, like in in ninety one and ninety two. That's awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. Good for Lotus. Okay. No. But no, you're 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 right. Like. Um, so he has that fight with the phone and then uh, the girl kind of makes the comment of like, you know, I spend more time with your secretary than I do with you speaking to her. And then he runs into like another ex-girlfriend who literally says like, he's like, hey, did you, you know, speak to my secretary more than me? She's like, oh, yeah, she's my bridesmaid. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, so it, it is like heavily implied that he's he's too busy for romance. He he so. has an eye for a certain kind of lady, you know. He doesn't. Uh, he, he has a, a certain <laughs> certain type. I think he likes. Now, at this point, uh, he basically uh, steals Jason Alexander's Lotus, right? Mm-hmm. And he yeah. makes his way to Beverly. Why was he going to Beverly Hills in the first place? I think his hotel. I think it's where his hotel. His hotel. Oh. He just. Uh, he's always been driven around and i think that's what they they implied as well like he's a terrible driver he never really drives himself so i think they they just have it like that that he's just always kind of just getting lost and you know he doesn't he doesn't take care of himself essentially so okay um, i'm glad you cleared that up for me because i was like why is this guy going into the seediest part of town and uh, because he wasn't there i thought he was going there he's like i need some company but yeah, I know. Like he's went. That's the first thing I thought too was like, oh, he's just gonna go look for hookers. So, yeah. Which you know, he's saying he's asking for directions. Yeah, mm, right. I don't know. Is he? That's com- what happens in every single cop's thing. So like when they bust all the Johns, there's always like the one John that's like, I was just looking for directions. I don't know how mm-hmm. she got here. So, so yeah, like you got to just keep it consistent with uh, just in case you get arrested by the cops for a sting, of course. So, yeah, it's just so random. You know, I was very surprised because I guess before we kind of get to where he's completely lost, we do finally mm-hmm. get introduced to uh, Julia Roberts. Oh, yes. um, you know, she, she uh, very dedicated um, prostitute. 
Booker sets an alarm to get ready for work, I guess, just like the rest of us. Um, yes. I was kind of uh, like, oh, okay, like that's good for her. Got to gotta punch in the midnight oil. Basically, once we meet her, she's trying to exit her building, but rent's due. She's seeing her landlord kind of harassing people looking for the rent. She kind of looks at her secret stash for where she normally keeps her rent money. And uh, there's no money in there. It's in the toilet, like where she normally keeps it in, yeah. the, in, the, in the tank in the toilet. Where we yeah. all keep our money. Yeah. Where sick. else is a hooker supposed to keep it, Scott? <laughs> That's a good point. Hooker man. money belongs in the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> now, in this scene, before we proceed, so the first scene of her is her getting dressed for work. Yes. So there yes. were there were shots of her like stomach, very very. Was that her yeah. or was that a body she double? She had a body double for the movie as well. I don't know if they used ah. her for the scene, but there was a body double that she used that she liked so much that she tried to get her to do uh, flatliners with her, but the body double said no. Oh, okay. All right. Because actually, yeah, the reason did. I asked, my wife was watching this movie with me, and uh, a, a woman can't see another beautiful woman without saying some shit. Um, <laughs> I know that's probably the most misogynistic shit I've ever said on this show, but I'm sorry. I'm sticking to it because the first thing my wife said was like, oh, that has to be a body double. She couldn't have. Well, me. you see like, a lot of full shots of her in that dress, too, and she's filling out the dress fine. So I, was like, yeah. I think she's, she's doing OK on her own. I was like, why are you oh. hating on Julia Roberts? Yeah. Haters got to hate. She was like, I was like, okay, yeah. if you say so. Of course, I had to agree with her. I can't disagree. Anyway, back to uh, the movie. So yeah, yeah. As Dana was saying, this is where we meet uh, Julia Roberts, and I think she. They, well, after she discovers that the the stash of money, I think maybe there no was there was like a dollar yeah. there or something left. Or yeah. something From there, you know, we see she's uh, at least mildly annoyed. That her money's not there to pay the rent. So she has to climb out the window and go down the fire escape in order to avoid the landlord. And she hooks up with her roommate, played by uh I always forget her name. Laura Gia- San Giacomo. Giacomo, yeah. I think yeah, that's how okay. that's her last name, at least. Yeah. Who was uh, very popular actress at so. this time as she well. She was. I haven't seen her for quite a bit though. The last time I saw her in any role was uh for the latest um version of uh stephen king's it oh um, really? it, not it. um i'm sorry i'm sorry wrong <laughs> book the stand oh okay yes the newer even, the even newer one came, yeah she a just few came years out, ago okay. yeah, yeah it came out i think during the pandemic if anything um but that's the last weird scene yeah I, I yeah. only know her from like law and order i love the original law and order uh, so like, oh, when yeah. i was looking at her it's just like Oh, my, my favorite lawyer is a hooker. Nice. <laughs> She's playing a junkie hooker. Oh, wow. Just yeah. this way I want to see her. <laughs> so, yeah, we, we find out that she's uh, she basically spent rent money on drugs, gave it to her dealer, and she still owes her dealer $200. So mm. she's, uh, yeah, she's a bit of a mess. Yeah, she's 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 for sure. When Julia Roberts, you know, spoiler alert for the end of this movie, when when she moves away, this girl ODs a week later. They guarantee you, she is <laughs> dead in the alley. Uh, one one week after, because that 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 is it for this girl. She's Julia is keeping her going. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> Plot twist: <laughs> like one prostitute lives a fantasy, the other one lives a reality. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Oh, oh man I... it's we're not gonna get a better ending than that i mean we might as well just, <laughs> what a, how good was it 
Um, no, no, let's proceed. But uh, she confronts her roommate about the money. And yes, as Scott said, um, she informs Julia Roberts that um, she blew the money on drugs and fucked the rent. And uh, so uh, Julia Roberts goes to work. They go Yeah, outside. they go to the streets. They have a, a slight argument with another hooker over territory. And that's when Richard Gere pulls up. Hey, Sugar, you looking for a date? No, I want to find Beverly Hills. Can you give me directions? Sure. For five bucks. Ridiculous. Price just went up to ten. You can't charge me for directions. I can do anything I want to, baby. I ain't lost. All right, okay. All right, you win, I lose. Can change for 20? For 20, I'll show you personal. Even show you where the stars live. Oh, that's all right. I've already been to Salons. Great. Uh, down the street, make a right. Lights. Lights would be good here. Uh, the roommate allows Julia Roberts. She goes, ooh, look at the car. He has money. Don't, don't, she says something. What, what was he said? Don't, don't. Except anything less than a hundred, Yeah. because obviously Yes. you look at the car Yes. he's driving, and uh, Julia Roberts does step up to the car to the window, thinking he's a John, and he basically just wanted directions. He doesn't know where the fuck he is or where he's going, and she says, uh, "I'll tell you for five dollars," and she raises it up to ten, and so all of a sudden it goes up to twenty. But she gets in the car, and of course. She's she's like a NASCAR driver or something because she knows everything about cars. She could drive the shit out of this car. And uh, she takes him to his hotel. And But on the way to the hotel, they have some conversation back and forth. And we can see that there's a little chemistry going. Um, and they're very curious, especially Richard Gere. He seems very curious about her and her hooker life, <laughs> I guess. Um, <laughs> That's so right. what... <laughs> So when she drops him off at the hotel and she gets her 20 bucks and he's kind of like, well, what are you going to do now? She goes, well, I'm going to take a cab back home. And he turns around to go to the hotel, but he's quite intrigued. And he turns back around and she's waiting for the bus. And he basically makes a proposition. So where do we go from here? Somebody take over. <laughs> Oh, um, I, he 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 gets his hooker for the night. Is where we go from here. He, he, I didn't want to say it. I wanted yeah, to say she's it. <laughs> a, he's like, all right. He's like, well, let, let's go. This is my hotel. She walks in and she's blown away by the hotel. I guess she's she's apparently has never been in a nice hotel before. And everybody, everyone keeps looking at her. Where as she walks in, she's you know I, she he he puts his coat on her because he doesn't want her. You know she's wearing. Kind of a skimpy dress, you know, somewhat of a revealing dress. Yeah, you know, very. I, it wasn't like it was like green and white or something, like really like kind of nineties Mm. white and blue looking, actually it was magic white and blue. very 90s Oh, <laughs> nice. oh Yeah. we skipped that part i forgot before What's that? we What's get that? to you there so when she's on her way to find her friend like there's a girl who's dead Oh, in the alley yes. and so hey kazaria as the detective which Yeah. is great just like a random And he gets hey he gets kazaria a billing <laughs> in this movie. He gets like the fifth billing. I thought, oh, he's gonna he's gonna come back. He's gonna be a reoccurring character. He is in the film for 30 seconds. I'm surprised. If that He got billing? I didn't <laughs> see his name yes, in the credits. he's like Yes, the fifth or yes. sixth bill. It, it was kind of crazy. I was just like, Hank Azaria. Basically. Not even sure the name of the of the Morse son, but <laughs> I know Hank Azaria was like the detective. So yeah, yeah. that was crazy. Basically, his only Well, line in the movie was was get these tourists out of here or something to that effect. yeah, Yeah, that's that's it. it. We And that's don't see actually what we're doing. where I I see. wanted Yeah, to represent. where, where are those tourists from?
Uh, or, Orlando. Orlando. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Like we don't have our own hooker street. Come on, man. Uh, I mean, we, we have plenty of murdered hookers in Florida. We, yeah. we don't need oh, to go man. to California to look at murdered hookers. <laughs> I think, possibly. I don't know. I haven't killed one lately. So, yeah. That's <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah. Go ahead, so Scott. I, we just had to make sure to get our Orlando. Oh, shout yeah. Out. Of course. A Orlando <laughs> shout out. So, yeah. She, she's in this thing. He has her his coat on her, his trench coat on her. I don't think she's really going to stand out. This is a beautiful woman. Yeah, she's dressed a little tacky, and people aren't going to be like, uh, like dropping, going gaga over here, over there, over her. Yeah, I didn't see what the big deal was. She couldn't have been the only scantily clad woman in L.A. I I didn't see the big deal, but whatever. Yeah, she gets into the elevator. Yeah, and her with her (laughs) shitty wig on. Yeah, it was a bad wig. And there's an old couple standing there, and. Uh, as she gets in, the old couple decide not to go in. The, the wife looks, you know, disturbed, and she tells her husband to, to close his mouth. Dear, yeah, because <laughs> he's gawking at her. Of course. Yeah, that was yeah. good. He brings her up to the hotel room, and I, I don't know. It's such an old looking hotel room. I, I know it was nineteen ninety. It looks like shit. Was horrible. <laughs> yeah, it, it looks like an old the... gaudy hotel. I've stayed in some old gaudy looking hotels that that looked like they were from nineteen ninety. It kind of looks like that too. It's. Not I mean, it, it was spacious, but it is but a penthouse. Yeah, nothing luxurious yeah, yeah. about it, to me. except for me <laughs> the balcony. So yeah, he you know he gets her there, and she she tells him his her rate is a is a hundred dollars for an hour, mm. and uh, he ends up offering her how much for the night. So I she must be bad at math because she went from a hundred an hour to three hundred dollars to spend the night. So I mean, yeah, that sounds like a bargain to me. Yeah, sure. Though. Yeah, especially so, today's rates. Not that yeah. I would know. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, what, what are today's rates? <laughs> so yeah, she spends the night. You know, they they get it on, and I guess he 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 uh, he's really he likes her a lot, and decides how much for the week. You know, mm-hmm. he he wants to he wants to he wants her to stay for the week. You know, they have some kind of chemistry. Um, I'm sure they talk about some stuff. I don't remember. But uh, yeah, so, so who knows? Love something? I don't know. I know she does tell him that she never kisses on the mouth, and yeah. then he he yes. says he doesn't either. So they're they're a match made in heaven. Vivian, I have a business proposition for you. What do you want? I'm going to be in town until Sunday. I'd like you to spend the week with me. Really? Yes. Yes, I'd like to hire you as an employee. Would you consider spending the week with me? <laughs> I will pay you to be at my beck and call. Look, I'd love to be your beck and call girl, but um, you're a rich, good-looking guy. You could get a million girls free. I want a professional. I don't need any romantic hassles this week. If you're talking 24 hours a day, it's going to cost you. Oh, yes, of course. All right. Here we go. Give me a ballpark figure. How much? Six full nights, days to four thousand. Six nights at three hundred is eighteen hundred. You want days too? Two thousand. Three thousand. Done. Holy shit! <laughs> well, we yeah. did skip that scene where, and I think this is where kind of things really start clicking, I guess, between them. And mm-hmm. she goes to the bathroom. She says she has to go to the bathroom. Oh, yeah. and she leaves the door slightly ajar. 
and he sees he comes in and she's hiding something. Yeah, what the motherfucker doing walking in the bathroom, man? What she's in there peeing, man? What, what Thank is he you. doing? <laughs> Thank Her. you. Yeah, for real. But uh <laughs> he assumes that you know she's hiding drugs. You know, what do you have behind your back? What do you have in your hand? And he grabs it and it ends up being dental floss. Um, and she wanted to floss her teeth because they had just had some strawberries along with their champagne. With the harder gold. Yeah. And I think that's where we see where Richard Gere is like, well, this woman is not what I really thought she was. Um, there's more to her, right? Yes. $3,000 more. Because yes. I, I will pay. <laughs> I will pay three grand. And so this Jesus. movie, the working there title There was more movie, love, Scott. no. The working title of this movie was $3,000. It was going to be called $3,000. And then Are after they serious? got the rights to Pretty Woman, they changed it to Pretty Woman. Mm. It was originally called $3,000. Wow. I don't think anybody would have gotten to see it if it was called $3,000. I'll tell you right now. But, but the uh, whole idea is because he had business in town. His shitty lawyer said it was good, that it, he looked good if he had like nah. a woman with him. And, he sampled you know. the merchandise. That was the whole idea about oh, him. Lord. Like, oh, yeah, I think I think this uh, $3,000 will work for me for this week. Vivian rocked his world, yo. <laughs> yeah. That's what it, it was. It was just... She should have got more was, money, though. Come on. <laughs> I do agree. The, the, her negotiation skills are not exactly the best. I just thought it was just so weird. I didn't understand why he was being so seductive with her. Like, I get what you're saying. He he had chemistry with a hooker. Good for him. He's already paying her. <laughs> um, but I was just like, why are you being, like, seductive? Like, what's going on, man? Like, it's it's... I, I don't get it, but whatever. And, and <laughs> yeah. normally gives his hookers a backhand and then gets right to business, you know? I don't, I don't baby know. baby powder. I mean, come on. Like, uh, just, they just got to know. Got to keep him in blind, you know? But, uh, <laughs> but, but yeah, that was, uh, that part was great. Like, the, the negotiation was just like, uh, like 4,000. He was like 2,000. And she's like 3,000. He's like, deal. And she was like, oh, I would have done it for two. And he's like, oh, I would have paid four. I was like, okay. Like, mm. you guys are stupid. <laughs> <laughs> You're both stupid. <laughs> you deserve each other. You're both stupid. But uh, yeah, but no, what what a, what a dilemma that we get faced with. So he has to have a, a date to look more powerful for, uh, for his meeting, supposedly, because of his lawyer. And I mean, this poor, poor lady, uh, she, she can't just go to a date with a guy who apparently owns money and businesses and all that type of stuff she has to go shopping what a dilemma sounds really uh, rough to go shopping <laughs> in la <laughs> uh, she must spend way more than that three grand on shopping and stuff in this movie i mean she must have milked him for you know five six seven grand i'm sure she killed him when they got back to new york i i mean this is that's how this movie really <laughs> turns out right she rolls him and like steals his money in new york I, I'm still, pretty sure. There's still time for a sequel. Some sign yeah. of life insurance. They're yeah. still oh, around. Yeah. There's still time yeah. for a sequel. We could still do it. He ends up like later on. He he basically just gives up the credit card, man. Yeah. He's... Yeah. So she must have gone plum loco on that thing. Uh huh. So, but anyways, before we get to that point, yeah. So they make a deal. He's he's basically rents her for the week for six days. He's going to be there for six days at the rate of three thousand dollars. And uh, this is more money than she's ever seen, obviously, because she's very happy. So happy that she tries to drown herself in the in the in the hot tub. He also gives her money to buy clothes because obviously he can't have her looking like a hooker for his business meeting the next day or whenever it is. Mm -hmm. And so she goes to Rodeo Drive, where all the rich people go to buy 
some of the tackiest fashions I've seen. I mean, they were, Oh, yeah. they were doing that little montage scene where they were showing off the stores and their windows, and there was some ugly shit going Yeah. on. I was like, who's wearing this stuff? Um, but um, she enters this one store. Uh, it's a very high-end. And, of course, she's attracting a lot of attention with her outfit. And uh, from the start, you know, you she might as well have been, I'm sorry, Dana, a black person. It, 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 you know, it's like they start following her around. Yeah, there's, there's, there's nothing here for you. Yeah. There's There's, nothing. yeah. Can I help you? It's okay. How much is this? It's very expensive. Um, they obviously give her the brush off and treat her like dirt. Yes. Um, and she leaves. And she's very hurt by this, obviously. Yes. And I was wrong about this scene in the in the first half of the episode. You know, I had thought that's where he met her when she got insulted. And then, you know, he ends up buying her all this stuff. You know, it's, you know, she went there herself and. Yeah, he he met her on the street <laughs> as a you know as a hooker, but uh, yeah, no, it was a little bit different than my memory, but yeah, in the end, it still worked out the same. Well, the only reason I remembered that was because there was the scene where she returns to the store Yes. to get a little bit of a comeuppance, right? She goes back to the hotel and <laughs> Richard Gere neglected to, to let anyone at the hotel know that, well, I, I don't know if he neglected, but, Yeah. but he Yeah. conveniently didn't tell anybody that he has a hooker staying with him. All right, leave her the key to the room. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't know his last That's name. that's kind of smart. You know, I, I Yes. think he was really trying to get rid of her and she just didn't take the hint. Yes, <laughs> I think so. That was his out right there. They didn't have Ubers back in uh, <laughs> no, they didn't. ninety. The what? What would you call him? Is he the concierge? <laughs> he's the hotel man. No, he's the hotel manager. Oh, he's the Yeah. actual the hotel He manager. is the hotel manager. Yeah. Yeah, a Mr. very Thompson. dignified gentleman. Who <laughs> was who was I that? think uh, if uh, if June uh, had a stunt double in a movie, I think it'd be Hector Alessandro. Oh I think wow! uh, I think uh, <laughs> I think it could Whoa! be. Uh, Oh shit! How yeah, do you we gonna know throw it a wig wasn't on June? me? God damn Yeah, it! I think so. Yeah, I I see it. There's a bit of June in, in Hector. Gonna I, throw I think a wig I see on it. June. Okay, My all my right, acting I got career you. went downhill from there. I started losing teeth. I started losing hair, and that's it. It's done, and that's why I'm doing this. Yes, he's nice enough. He sees. He seems to. I, I wouldn't go as far as take. I don't think it's pity or anything. I think it's just that I guess he sees something in her, right? Well, He at first he's kind of like, hey, you know, are you, uh, you know, are you, you're not going to come back here with any other uncles. This And is he was true. basically giving her, you know, Sounds leading a good exchange. her the right act. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. you have family members here. Yeah. Oh, you're a niece. <laughs> yeah. This is true. How many uncles do you have? <laughs> I was, that was a really good. Uh, but, but no, like you're right. I, I kind of, pity is not the right word, but I guess kind of pity because it's like, Mm-hmm. For him, he's like, I care about the reputation of the hotel. Like, you know, and so it's like, I got to make sure that our guy in the penthouse has a hooker that can dress well. Yeah, <laughs> I guess so. which I, I think it makes sense for these kind of, it seems like in there that might be the job of the hotel manager. Who knows? Excuse me, miss, may I help you? I'm going to my room. Do you have a key? Oh, I forgot that cardboard thing. I'm on the top floor. You're a guest here? I'm with a friend. And who would that be? Edward. 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 Edward, uh... He knows me. Dennis. Dennis, did you just come off the night shift? Hmm? Yes, sir. Do you know this young lady? She's with Mr. Lewis. Mr. Lewis. That's it. Edward Lewis. Thanks, Dennis. Evidently, she joined him last night. 
Oh, God, what now? What? What? What is with everybody today? Oh, you come with him and have a little chat. I'm thank you, Dennis, thank you. Hey, what is your name, miss? What do you want it to be? Don't play with me, young lady. Vivian. Thank you. Vivian. Well, Miss Vivian, things that go on in other hotels don't happen at the Regent Beverly Wilshire. Now, Mr. Lewis, however, is a very special customer, and we like to think of our special customers as friends. Now, as a customer, we would expect Mr. Lewis to sign in any additional guests, but as a friend, we're willing to overlook it. Now, I'm assuming that you're a... relative? Yes. I thought so. Then you must be his... Niece? Of course. Naturally, when Mr. Lewis leaves, I won't see you in this hotel again. But yeah, you know, he, he hooks it up though, right? I mean, you know, she, he hooks it up with a, a lady who's all about uh, treating her like uh, the, the, the person that she is. and uh, Oh, she's really nice uh, to her. And then, uh, then Julia Roberts says, uh, says to her, she's like, you know, that's, he's not my uncle. And she's like, yeah, they're, they're, they never are your uncle. Or so, so something yeah. to that effect. Yeah, they're never crazy. your uncle. <laughs> well, well, which leads me to believe that the hotel manager has probably done this many times before. Yeah, I think <laughs> so, so. But anyways, uh, he helps her out and sends her to this uh, woman, this store, who uh, hooked her up and got her the right outfit, you know, dresses her to the nines. And uh, where do we go from here? I think it's a dinner meeting. I think at night, you know, she gets, she gets all dressed up. Richard Gere comes back and meets her. And um, the hotel manager tells him that, you know, she's waiting for him in the bar. Ah, yes. And then he comes in and he does. He looks around and feels like he doesn't see her. Mm -hmm. And you, you can tell that uh, Julia Roberts' back is to him and she's at the bar. And he looks away. And then uh, uh, the it was a really neat trick by the director, by Gary Marshall, because she looks blurred at the bar. But when he looks away uh, our vision of her clears up and you see yes, her face clearly focus. yeah it's uh it was a neat little little trick by Gary Marshall it was a well done scene and actually a, quite an endearing scene when he sees yeah. her and he's taken by her beauty um he sees her in a new light and he should because he paid for those damn clothes yeah he's th he's probably thinking like damn I gotta probably give her another 3k for this yeah 6k <laughs> for this now she's gonna cost more I, I do got to say, I mean, Julia Roberts was a very beautiful oh, woman. My mm -hmm. goodness, very gorgeous. And, well, well, I'll get into that later. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I'll save it for the how good was it. Um, yeah, so they go on this uh, meeting, which is actually, it's a, it's a dinner, but it is a business meeting. And it's a business meeting with the company that Richard Gere is negotiating with or planning on taking over. It's not much of a negotiation. It's a meeting with Ralph Bellamy. This is when we see Ralph Bellamy and someone who else who's... His son. son I guess. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And there's some kind of back and forth. Now, before this, uh, the hotel manager took it upon himself also to try to school Vivian or Julia Roberts on some etiquette. Yes. <laughs> How to eat, what fork to use, for what and when. This is a, a straight-up reference to, as Scott mentioned in the first half of this episode, My Fair Lady. You know, where uh, there's that scene where they're teaching the protagonist, you know, all about etiquette, how to speak, how to act, how to stand, all that kind of shit. So it's a direct reference to that. They have this dinner. I guess Ralph Bellamy 
uh, is taken by Julia Roberts and her lack of etiquette. I don't know. <laughs> Drown the earthness, if you want to call it. And sees that she's having trouble. And he says certain things to make her feel comfortable. It's the first time she's exposed to things like escargot, you know, which is basically snails, which look fucking gross. I don't know if they're oh, good. Oh, escargot is great. I love escargot. Is it really? I love it. Love it. That's pretty good. I've never it's tried totally, it. Totally, I'm totally low class. I, I've never had it. <laughs> You're our own Julia Roberts, so no, no problem, buddy. We'll take you someday. Don't worry. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Wipe yourself off. <laughs> here's 50 bucks you'll buy yourself some new clothes Jerry. i'll take it so yes during this uh dinner or business meeting or both actually uh ralph bellamy and richard gear there's a back and forth and that's where we see that richard gear is not accepting any kind of negotiation really he's just dead set on taking over this man's company and breaking it apart into whatever is valuable and selling off what he can to make a huge profit and uh julia roberts take notice of this so when they when they get back to the hotel and i think they discuss it a little bit don't they yeah yeah this yeah. is where the balcony does you find out he's scared of heights ah yes yes uh she julia roberts is sitting on the the balcony the edge of the balcony or the whatever you would call it and he you know richard gear is like basically sitting against the wall um but uh somebody take over <laughs> go, go ahead, Dana. What, what you meant to say is that a mini hooker has died from a fall from a hotel. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's why you should take over. Dana. Safer. Go uh, but yeah, no, no. Uh, in the first scene, he, he mentions uh, he barely goes in the balcony just because he's afraid of heights. And then now he's he's a bit, you know, he's having a, an emotional dilemma because during that dinner, they, they did bring up a few things. Um, you know, Ralph Bellamy at the end of the day, he's trying to keep a business and trying to keep a legacy while uh, um, Richard Gere's legacy is kind of being brought up. Um, and randomly, they bring up his father and, you know, his father who'd passed the, the month before. And so he's kind of just he's, he's a little bit down in the dumps about this dinner. It didn't really go that well, as well as bringing up some old emotions. Um, this is where, uh, you know, uh, Julia Roberts decides to try to just talk to him and just try to humanize the situation and humanize him um, out on this balcony scene. So definitely a little weird. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> wow. But... So th this leads to maybe my I, my bi biggest scene for Richard Gere. Richard Gere is a dick. OK, it's my theory. He, he's a dick in this movie. <laughs> he kind of so. Is. He, he's I mean, all mopey yeah. and sad and he's like hey i'm gonna go downstairs for a little while i, I don't want to screw i'm gonna go downstairs for a little while uh you know do whatever you want to do up here so finally she goes down and looks for him he's in the hotel bar playing piano basically making the staff because you tell the bar is closed he's making the staff sit there and listen to him play his fucking piano <laughs> they all look bored as shit everyone's sitting at tables and he's just playing away they're trying to clean up they're like this fucking rich dick we'll get out of here so i can go go home i want to go and, home <laughs> and then he cut then she comes down he starts playing for her and gets turned on by her tells everybody get get out now, now out of nowhere he's just like get out like Fuck you, bitch. I'm trying to clean up and go home. And you're gonna fuck this hooker on the piano while I'm uh, while I'm sitting here. All I could think of after that is that somebody has to clean up after. I, yeah, so yeah. He's gonna clean that piano. Ah, uh, Richard Gear. Mm. Oh so I, that sounds like some real service industry 
heartbreak. Yes. Uh, yes. I, I've seen it many times. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Richard Gere is an insensitive dick. He has a penthouse he could be hanging out doing his prostitute in, but instead he's doing it on the hotel bar. But damn it, Scott, the penthouse did not have a grand piano. What did that you expect them to do? That is true. That is true. <laughs> so sadly, uh, I, I pulled a Scott, and as I was looking at these bangers, um, did you read about like the piano song that he was playing? That he no. composed it himself? It's yeah. his own song. No, it's, it's like, not. Are you yeah. serious? Oh, he played serious. it himself and he composed it himself. Yeah. 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 It was oh. something that he. <laughs> Damn, it was supposed to be like inspired off of like something really weird too uh, about a gerbil it incident. Just... It was inspired oh. by a by certain <laughs> gerbil gerbil incident. He, he said, "Yeah, that was in the trivia as well." Oh my goodness, I, I you're probably right. <laughs> as you could probably tell now, this will probably be our last episode because we're <laughs> getting we got canceled. Oh, I'm sorry. By the alleged gerbil incident, sorry. <laughs> that, that that'll fix it. Thank it's it's all good now. It's we alleged. That, alleged. We needed that clarification. Yeah. We'll, we'll ask Jason Alexander's lawyer character <laughs> if he, uh, <laughs> represent us. Um, so so yeah uh we've confirmed by this scene that yeah outright richard Gere's character is kind of an asshole well well that's when scott discovers that he's an asshole um <laughs> before that no the he very, wasn't because the very next scene mm -hmm. is uh they basically end up going out to uh to uh i, I guess it, it's just kind of like a charity like polo match well, oh, no, before kind of the that, they go shopping. That... They go to Rodeo Drive. This is when... Well, she does need to go shopping. You're right. Yeah. Yes, she yes. needs clothes because she tells him, you know, he asks her, how come you only got one outfit? And, you know, she she tells him how they were mean to her. And mm -hmm. she, you know, uh, when she was out shopping, they were mean to her. So he's like, oh, they were mean to you. And then he goes with her to another shop. And this is where we see Larry Miller. This is a comedian I there cannot think go. of. That was the guy in you were the, thinking In the first about. half yeah. of it, it's Larry Miller is in this. And... Uh, he basically has Larry Miller at his beck and call to to get her and get as many employees to treat her like a queen and get her whatever she wants and basically you know give him the give him the credit card and you uh you take care of uh, my girl. He was funny in this scene. Yes. You yeah. Know, he's, yeah. Um. And I had forgotten that he was in this movie at all. You know, I haven't seen him in quite a bit, so I don't know whatever happened with him. But hopefully he's still around. Hopefully he's still funny. But um. Yeah, let us continue. So yeah, they do this big shopping spree this montage. The famous thing. montage. Yeah, the famous yes. uh, Julia yeah. Roberts trying on a bunch of different outfits. This is kind of uh, cliche now that there's so many things have done this kind of montage scene. Mm -hmm. But this was probably one of the first ones to do it, if yeah. not the first. Yeah. Um. And and they're playing Pretty Woman at this point, I believe, aren't they? I don't remember. I think they are. I think they're playing. Yeah. I'm trying to remember. I, I actually, I think they're playing another banger, actually, but I can't remember what it is. Like something by MC Hammer, or uh, <laughs> it was a Can't Touch This, maybe. I don't know. The '90s were very, very strong, but it should have said Can't Touch This because that's when they pull up to a June scene after she does shopping yes. and, mm -hmm. and goes uh, and goes to back to the snooty ladies. But before that, I think one of the funniest things that she did do was like she noticed one of the salesmen's tie, and she was like, "Oh, that's a nice tie." And like Larry Miller's like, take off the tie, take off the tie, give it to her, give it to her. Yeah, he did really good on that. I am Mr. Hollister, the manager. May I help you, Edward Lewis? Ah, yes, sir. You see this young lady over there? Yes. Do you have anything in this shop as beautiful as she is? Oh yes. Oh no, 
No, no, no. I'm saying we have many things as beautiful as she would want them to be. That's the point I was getting at. And I think we can all agree with that. That's why when you came Excuse in here, you know what we're going to need from here? the first. We're going to need a few more people helping us out. I'll tell you why. We're going to be spending an obscene amount of money in here. So we're going to need a lot more help sucking up to us, because that's what we really like. Oh. You understand that? Sir, if I may say so, you're in the right store and the right city, for that matter. Anything you see here, we can do, by the way. Get ready to have some fun, OK? OK. Mary Pat, Mary Kate, Mary Frances, Tova, let's see it. Come on, bring oh, it up. Absolutely divine. Excuse me, sir. Uh, yeah. Exactly how obscene an amount of money were you talking about? Just profane or really offensive? Really offensive. I like him so much. I think Polo's after that, though. I think, I think you're right. I think uh, I the one the tie does come back into play, I think, before the Polo scene, because after her long day of shopping, she's waiting for Richard Gere in the hotel room with only the tie on, and yes. he walks in the door, and that's pretty much the end of the scene. Yeah, next day is Polo. And scene. <laughs> and scene. Yeah. And scene. But yeah, so I guess next day has to be the, the Polo scene, then, where, um, where, you know, he's, brings her out kind of just introduces to more people um you know she sees a lot of high society that she probably thinks is a little bit snooty uh you know right at the back meet a couple women who's already jealous of her for being with this really eligible bachelor um she she kind of makes a, a really funny quip of just like yeah i'm not with him for uh you know i'm not with him for uh you know for for him being eligible i'm with him for the sex you know kind of mm -hmm. just shocking the ladies she goes and kind of does the Arsenio Hall like little dog, you know, cheer. That <laughs> does date the film for sure. That tells oh, you it's oh, 1990 for sure. For sure. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's like, it's like really. <laughs> um, you know, so 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 yeah. So she's kind of making a presence of herself, and um, this is where uh, Jason Alexander's lawyer character kind of meets her with his wife, and you know, everybody's kind of just trying to find out what's going on with her. She seems to be, um, you know, very shining. Uh, in, in this moment and just uh, gathering a lot of attention. So um, there's a, a point where uh, Ralph Bellamy's son from the previous dinner sees her um, in which he kind of goes up to her and kind of is like, hey, can, you know, come check out the horses, all that type of stuff. During that time, Jason Alexander goes to Richard Gere's character and is just like, who is this chick? Where did you find this chick? Uh, you know, Richard Gere's kind of being facetious about it. Um, you know, but Rich, you know, Jason Alexander's characters is like, yeah, this this is a this is a, a this is espionage. This is a spy. This is yeah. this is somebody you know who's just trying to undercut the deal. And which Richard Gere kind of just straight up just spills the beans, like, no, I, I, she's a hooker. She's she's not a spy. She's a hooker. So um, Jason Alexander, uh, you know, once he hears that amazing answer, he eventually sees her and kind of just you know, hey, uh, by the way. Uh, you know, I go down to Hollywood Drive as well, and you know, kind of just insinuate that, like, yeah, I know that you're a you're a hooker, and this is the first time that she feels like true disgust. Well, he also says, like, hey, wh yeah. when he goes back to New York, yeah, we we uh, can I can I get you for a night or something like that? Mm. To... After you're after he's done, I'm done. You know, ain't no fun unless the homies can have some. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was definitely. Uh, a very dick move there, Jason Alexander. How dare you? Yeah, his um, role was like extra snarky, man. It was like yeah. there was no redeeming value. Oh, I I think for a lot of the movie, I'm like, you know, he's not that bad. He he's really just wants to get the deal done. He really just wants to like Good not point. with Julia Roberts, but you know, he's like focused on the job, and you know, uh, Richard Gere is all uh, out of it. 
But yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, may, maybe near the end he goes a little too far, just a little bit too far. Oh, I mean, other than that, he was rape. pretty good. Okay, yeah, yeah, gotcha. yeah. I mean, other than that, he was. You he mean was when he fun. when he hit the bitch? Scott, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mean? I mean, just a slightly, you know, uh, you know. If he would have used the back of his hand, it would be okay. Uh, but I mean, see, yeah, that's where he went. Proper etiquette. There's like yeah. three times on that hand yeah, versus exactly. four times with <laughs> the exactly. forehand. So yeah. you're you're right. You gotta. You gotta have the etiquette. Oh, man. <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, like we could basically fast forward from that scene. Uh, you know, they're they're back at the hotel and she's obviously upset. She's using the for every man on this podcast, we we all know what we love to hear. Are you okay? And we hear the words, yeah, I'm fine. That's universal for she's not fine. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know, she basically is like, Yeah, I got another word besides fine, asshole. Um, in which they they sit and just break down of what happened. Um, she she's just upset that she felt so off guard that you know, hey, I'm just gonna tell everybody that I'm a hooker. You know, like let me at least have my my hooker uniform, which I thought was kind of funny. Like yeah. <laughs> I loved how she was just like, hey, it if I at least would have had my hooker uniform, I could have taken this. But since mm-hmm. I'm in nice clothing, I, you know, that's 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 a mean thing to say. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I, I think this is where uh, it, it did get a little bit weird where. Richard Gere really was trying to use some logic. He was just like, I am not sure what you think I am paying for. Like, I mean, I thought I am paying for, I don't know, a hooker. <laughs> and you're upset that, uh, that I don't know, this is the girlfriend experience. And maybe Richard Gere ex- invented the girlfriend experience. Maybe he's the real <laughs> genius behind this. There's uh, the girlfriend experience of hookers that you can't, you can't break character. You can't, you can't do that. You got to, got to fully commit so um <laughs> so, so yeah I, I, it's basically an argument wrapped around that um he essentially gets out of it by saying hey you know maybe i was just a little bit jealous well he was gonna hanging. she she was gonna leave she basically told him like that's it she's like just pay me my, my money i'm done and he yeah. throws her money onto the couch and she doesn't pick it up she just leaves yes. and then i think he realizes she didn't pick it up and then he goes out there and apologized to her you know, he uh, he uh, apologizes and then she comes back. Like yeah. this apology. Yeah. <laughs> if she would have took that I money, he would have been like, yeah, he would have been yeah. like, all right, fine, go. Yeah. But she didn't take the money. Yeah, that was she the didn't deciding take the money, factor, which, I guess. Which the, was really dumb. Life. But yeah, she should have <laughs> took the money just in case. You know, he may have still chased after, you know, but you got to get your money. Well, but I think that's what we learned about here. Like, she, she may be like a good hooker in the sense of like maybe <laughs> doing the actual job but she probably needs a pimp because she's not really a good yeah she's not good with the, in money. the sense of getting the money yeah she is yeah. it's just really bad just you know financial irresponsibility on her part i feel like but I huh. mean, just dude this is our second hooker movie i just realized you know we we did risky business Lee the, no no third oh hooker. so that's oh. three Third hooker movie. You know, we right. have, we are, uh, wow, we, we have a hooker theme running through the show. Yes, yeah, we have we, a pattern. Going we on. have an unreleased episode of Risky Business, uh, which is, uh, you know, uh, Tom Cruise could have been her, could have been her pimp in this movie. He would have, he would have done a good job. He probably would have been better off. He made quite the bit of money in that movie, from what I recall. Yeah. So after this fight, and they kiss and make up, and I think this kind of solidifies to each other that they're really into each other. Yeah. Um, there's a scene where, well, he falls asleep. Is this where he falls asleep and she comes in the room? She's in the bathroom getting done up because I guess she's going to bang his brains out. And she comes out to the room and he's asleep. Throughout this whole time, throughout this whole week, there's a 
no kissing on the lips clause, right? Uh They can't kiss on the lips because that's not good for business, basically. Just for one on one, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. While he's asleep, she does start kissing him on the lips and he wakes up and they start making out and they go into their, you know. The next, the next scene, uh, Richard Gere has a big herpes sore on his lip for the rest of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> that's why that's why you're not supposed to kiss on the lips. oh man. Whew. Just went to a whole new level with that one. There's a scene where they both, you know, uh, they're in bed, they're snuggly, snuggly wugglies. And she's falling asleep. Before she falls asleep, though, she says, I love you. Because she I think thinks she thinks Richard Gere is asleep, he thinks but you can he's you, asleep. you yeah, but Yeah. you see he's not. Yeah. And he hears this. So. And Uh... his mind, he's thinking, like, how the fuck am I going to get out of this? <laughs> I'm in so much trouble. why didn't she just take the money? I'm going to have to strangle her in her sleep. I'm just going to have to kill her. So while we're on the topic, though. Okay. So before this. Um. There's that scene, I guess, after they kiss and make up after their fight, right? And before they make love again, whatever. Or after they make love. And they're talking in bed. They're getting to know each other. She's telling him how she became a hooker. Blasey, blasey. He tells her, oh, you're so much better than that. You're so smart. and you, You're gifted, blah, blah, blah. Have you guys ever seen, and I believe it was on SNL, Or it might have been no, as I recall, it might have been on 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 the Chappelle show, Yes. where they made fun of that scene. Do you remember Dana? And that's all I could So think of I from brought that. that up on one of this where I was like, I was like, one of the best ways how it's like, hey, this is how that scene would have really gone. Yes, And absolutely. that's exactly this was. I worked at a couple of fast food places, parked cars at wrestling. I couldn't pay the rent. And I was too ashamed to go home. That's when I met Kit. She was a hooker and made it sound so great. Okay. You gotta get the fuck out of here. So is the next day when they wake up, is that their last day together, I think? No, this is when they go to the, not the polo match. They Opera? go to Is opera, this the opera yeah. one? So she's all Ah, dressed okay. up in this red dress. And then he, he brings out this uh, box for her. Ah, And yes, he, the very he's showing famous her the scene. box. Very famous scene. He opens it up and it's a beautiful necklace. She, she reaches to grab it and he closes it on her hand and she she laughs. And yeah, it's an iconic scene. Uh, you find out that this necklace is a $250,000 necklace, which uh, he borrowed from uh, from some jewelry store. And he's going to put it on his $3,000 a week hooker. So <laughs> good luck with that. You should not have told him how much it costs. You Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's know, called yeah. good business. Yeah, that's that's called <laughs> insanity. yeah. Mm. Mm. Um, I'd say you're actually are, are a pimp. Uh, I mean, yes. you know, literally, you know, it's just this costs more than you do now. Come on. Well, no, in in so in real life, they they actually did borrow that neck. That necklace is actually a two hundred fifty thousand dollar necklace. They borrowed it. The jewelry store had an armed guard on the set, Wow. uh, watching it at all times. Well, I mean, by today's Shit. money, that that would be close to a million, probably. Oh, for sure. Yeah. That's insane. And and really, okay, you want to go for authenticity, but you don't have to go that far. I Who know, would right? have known? Yeah. They could have gotten some handcrafted shit down Ugh. the block on on.
on the boulevard. Well, he actually <laughs> filmed in Beverly Hills. This this uh, film had like an unlimited budget. He filmed in Beverly Hills. He, you know, he filmed on Rodeo Drive. It, yeah, they they had all kind of money to kill for this movie. Well, considering you know the type of movie it is, there there were no special effects or anything. No. For this time, for the time, fourteen million is a big budget for this type yeah. of film. When you come yeah. to think of it, but I mean, it's nothing by today's standards. But back then, fourteen million—it's quite a bit of change for any movie. Um, but yeah, so we're nearing, I guess, the turning point and the ending of this movie. So yeah, he takes her to the opera, and she, of course, she's never been to the opera before, but he does before. Right as the opera starts. Uh, he's he's explaining to her that opera is something you pretty much you either love or you hate. Yeah, I I can't help but think that that was kind of a test on his part because uh -huh. he kept looking at her during the opera to see how it, she would take to it, and she she got she she loved it. She got very emotional uh, to the point where she's like tearing up by the end of the opera. And uh, there's that little funny scene where they're turning to leave. And there's a older couple who was sitting in the balcony seats next to them. And the the older woman asked Julia Roberts how she liked the opera. And <laughs> Julia Roberts replied, what was it? Uh, oh, it was so good. I almost peed in my pants. Yeah, I almost peed in my uh, pants. Yeah. So, yeah, that was cute. I got to say, one of the things about this, uh, you know, Julia Roberts, she did add, add a lot of charm to this role. For she sure. was very charming. And I think we haven't gotten to that. Let, let's continue. <laughs> I keep wanting to review this movie before we're done with this damn plot. Let's yes. go. Let's continue. We're almost all right. I think we're all going to have the same review, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, so, so after the opera, yeah, where do we go from we, here? We come back. Um, I think now, I think, it's, now the next night. So I, I think by my notes, this is the night that he uh she said i love you when he was uh, ah, asleep thank you so he, in the next morning when they wake up uh they realize it's it's, it's last day last day together and you know she kind of wants more she wants to she doesn't want to be uh just a prostitute anymore she wants she well she doesn't want to be a prostitute to him anymore she wants she wants more out of the relationship and he says to her like I, i've never treated you like a like a, a prostitute before which I, I, how's he normally treat prostitutes? I'm not sure, but you know, he, uh, you know, she, she still wants more. She doesn't want to just not be treated like a prostitute. She wants to be whatever. And she doesn't take the money and then she leaves, right? She, she packs up and, and goes. I think that's what happens next, right? Oh, yes. well, I, I think we, we skipped a, a part, but I, I guess what we could do first, the underlying story about just him being a corporate takeover guy. At the end of the day, he actually doesn't take over the business. Ah, uh, yes, yeah, yeah. That, that's what comes yeah. after that. I think after yeah. they have this conversation, yeah. he goes to his business <laughs> meeting. She stays there, but you know the conversation yeah. is still kind of like you know she yeah. doesn't she doesn't really want to be you know just whatever because she actually leaves after he punches homeboy. So that's why mm -hmm. the corporate takeover yeah. parts yeah. first yeah. because the corporate takeover right. parts first. Um, it, it it doesn't happen to be that he basically you know kicks everybody out of the room and he just wants he wants to build a business instead of just taking it over and that's not something that he's used to doing uh, and part of it just has to do with the different changes that she basically inspired in him so does that uh, he basically leaves and you know and he's done with the day kind of just enjoying the rest of his day uh, Jason Alexander's character being the lawyer that he was he was like what the fuck. 
<laughs> documents are signed. Wait, what just happened? So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, his job is to make money, and it doesn't yeah. sound like they made money. Um, and uh, so while Richard Gere is kind of just out and about, just barefooted in the sand, we'll say, um, <laughs> uh, Jason Alexander is looking for him. Um, and he uh, he basically goes to the hotel, which I thought was surprising, you know, go past the penthouse, go past everything and, you know, just whatever. Uh, just go ahead and uh, they just let anybody into this. Yeah, hotel. yeah they just let I was like, yeah, this mm. is not a lot of security in this hotel. Let's no. just put it that way. Mm. Um, but they do make it where uh, where he's basically attacks, basically attacks Julie Roberts. Yeah. Um, you know, so so tax Julie Roberts and uh, Richard Gere essentially comes in and just has to take him off and basically punches him and, you know, and fires him um, because, yeah, he was just being a little just being a little creepy dick. Uh, yeah. But but yeah, like it, it, it really was about love. And I guess the part I did skip because during the negotiating meeting. Her friend actually visits Julia Roberts, ah, yes. um, and and that's where Julia Roberts actually uh, her friend basically calls her out like, yeah, you're you're basically talking like a person in love. Yeah, did you kiss him? Oh, you fucking kissed him, you know, like so 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 yeah. So we we gather that to the point for her that she it's not about uh, this this prostituting that that she was initially doing this for. You know, she she definitely has that, and that's what Scott was alluding to after the. Uh, the George Costanza gets beat up scene. <laughs> uh, we, uh, you know, we we get that conversation of just like Richard Gere just saying like, "Hey, you know, forget all this. Like, I I want to be with you, and I want you to be with me here, not because I paid you, because you want to be here." Why are you leaving now, Edward? There'll always be some guy, even some friend of yours, thinking he can treat me like Stucky thinking that it's allowed what are you gonna do you're gonna beat up everybody that's not why you're leaving look you made me a really nice offer and a few months ago no problem but now everything is different and you changed that and you can't change back i want more I know about wanting more. I invented the concept. The question is how much more? I want the fairy tale. And uh, for her, she she wants a, a fantasy. She wants, you know, that's not what she wants. She 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 wants it to to not be how uh, how her romance plays out. Essentially, is what she well, says. This is he says, uh, "I'll give you an yeah. apartment." in new york and you'll have a car they'll drive you around and this and that and she still feels like like being a, she'd be a prostitute not not his girlfriend basically yeah, what property. she really wanted was uh yeah no prenup yeah yeah <laughs> that was his, his side chick in, probably, a, in, a, in an apartment yeah you um, probably said it right <laughs> so yeah. from here yeah we reached a big moment um she's leaving she moves out of the hotel room. One thing Jason Alexander had me done because it was kind of true. Because he was like, because he he's looking for. We're going to rewind a little to uh after the meeting, yeah. And Jason Alexander is looking for him. She goes to the hotel, and he asks her where where is he? You know where is he? And he's like, she's like, oh, he hasn't come home yet. And he was actually right on point when he said, bitch, this ain't home, bitch. Home, bitch. I was like, what? Um, anyways, um, but yeah, we're we're at that big moment. Um, yes, 
where well julia roberts goes back to her life well yeah the, but, the her hotel manager downstairs the the her new friend basically says hey you know my driver will take you wherever you want to go and my yes. he'll he'll take you to your place yes so she gets to go back to the hood in style at least yes in a limo yes um and uh you know, she. We see her. She's talking with her friend. She's moving out. She's moving to San Francisco. I think San she Francisco. Said. She's gonna take the bus to San Francisco. Yes, and she plans to quit being a prostitute and go back to school. She's got a lot of plans for that three thousand dollars. She, she better be yeah. selling that clothes. I don't know how far that's gonna get her in Northern California. Nineteen ninety. I don't know. Apparently, yeah. yeah. I was there TV. around that time. It was it was expensive still. So I, I don't think so. <laughs> And uh, she even invites her friend to come with her, but the friend was like, "No, nah, these weren't." She's like, "No, nah, I'm gonna OD here next week. It's cool. Yes, Don't exactly. worry, I'll, I'll be dead soon." <laughs> she knew her role. Yeah, I'm gonna um, use all that money you just gave me, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna OD. That's true. She did give her a lot of money. Mm-hmm. You know that shit was gone the next day. Yeah, they found her OD. Same day. <laughs> yeah, same day. Right. Thank you. Same day. I gave her too long. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, same. We go back to Richard Gear who's leaving is on his way back to New York city. And uh, when he goes downstairs and he sees the hotel manager and he asked the hotel manager, if he would be so kind to return that the $250,000 necklace, he's just going to slide to the hotel manager. That would be my last day at that hotel. I'd be like, oh, my oh yeah, no God. problem. I got I it. Uh, they would never see me again. <laughs> I just retired. Did he give him two weeks notice? <laughs> no, we just haven't seen him. <laughs> and we never saw him again. Or the <laughs> he necklace. lived happily ever after. Yeah, yeah. That would have been on some beach living large. Um, anywho's the hotel manager slyly insinuates that, you know, such a beautiful thing you may want to hold on to that some kind of shit like that uh-huh. and it must be really hard to let such a beautiful thing go thank you Dana. <laughs> yes and uh of course this puts the the thought process in richard gear's head that yeah he does want to stay with julia roberts character the limo, limo driver the next scene is the limo driver he pulls up he's blasting some opera music um Sticking his, half his body outside of the 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 roof of this limo. Wow. Um, Julia Roberts hears this from man. That must have been some booming stereo system because she heard <laughs> it, and he wasn't even. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> but uh, she hears this and she goes and she sees him out there with flowers, and of course, you know everything gets wrapped up in this thir- in this one minute scene yeah he overcomes his fear of heights he, fought, yeah. he climbs the fire escape they basically acknowledge their love you know what and there's that line that last line where he's like well what happens after the prince or whatever rescues the princess and she ends the movie by saying well she rescues him mm. and uh yeah everyone lives happily ever pretty woman play Pretty woman again. And I love that they end it with this insane person ranting in the street. Yes. (laughs) That's how the movie started, too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, So that was that seemed quite befitting. But yes, there that is pretty woman. Let's get into it, man. (laughs) <laughs> are we gonna do how good was it are we got any final thoughts before we give our review uh no i mean i guess i, I, I think we can get her into it go ahead Dana. well i guess i do have just one question yeah. as before we give our final thoughts mm-hmm. if this character 
was not a prostitute, would we think differently about this movie? So what's to say that we Good made question. her a baker or we made her a maid or we made her somebody else who's blue collar working yeah. their way to a white collar? I, would we think about this movie differently? I guess no, is my question. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't, oh, you don't, don't think so. Would... Okay. Okay. No, I think, okay. Okay. I, I, I think I, I like it better that she's a prostitute than, than if it was a... Okay. Uh, any other well, job. it's it's kind of the meat of the movie when you kind of think of it that that's the whole <laughs> thing that that uh makes this that's that's the main mountain to overcome in this mo- movie isn't it when it comes down to it but uh that's a good question dana i'm gonna have to ponder on that a little bit longer i don't know what my answer is well okay. i mean isn't this movie like uh every woman's fantasy that like you know some rich guy will come in and and like uh and save them sweep them off the feet and every guy fancy that they'll find a prostitute that looks like julia roberts it's an ideal fantasy for everybody <laughs> as usual scott okay. breaks it down yeah. man so, yeah there you go all right let's what get nice into speakers. reviews uh dana yeah. you know you're the first to go as usual please hit us with your review man Without a doubt, lead off batter here. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I, I, I think uh, my biggest thought when I think about this movie was uh, a lot of good acting in this, um, a lot of weird contradictions in this, uh, <laughs> <Say the least. laughs> lots of uh, lots of norms that aren't particularly what you see all the time. Um, so you, you you brought it up towards the end. Uh, the person who is pointing out reality is kind of the villain in this. And uh, the, the people who are kind of uh, living uh, the fantasy in this, it, it truly is that. It kind of is the fantasy. This is, uh, you know, I, I think this, the story itself is the only real thing to kind of pick at and draw at. But as far as this movie, I, I thought this movie was very well acted i thought everybody did their roles really well i thought uh you know every little scene they had was 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 shot really really good having the crazy vapid manager who wouldn't sell to her you know having julia roberts kind of playing this uh the street girl i mean like i think they did a really good job of just transforming what we thought everything was supposed to be but i i guess the part where um at least for all of us is the complete 180 that this movie does to us because we start the movie as hey i am a sex worker prostitute hooker and then somewhere in the middle of the movie it's offensive for you to call me a sex worker prostitute (laughs) at the very end it's just like maybe i don't want to be a sex worker prostitute hooker but that's kind of exactly how she made it so it's almost like she's shitting on what got her to the top and uh but you know society is just supposed to be fine with it and and i think just clearly we 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 are we are uh vassals of what society is we we don't let people get away that easily with uh some stuff that we think is unscrupulous things that we think that uh that you really uh shouldn't be doing and i i think uh it, it is funny how just with the $14 million budget that it, it just poof, it just goes away. So mm-hmm. I, I think um, 
my biggest thing with this movie was really just wrestling with that. Um, because in all honesty, I, I thought Richard Greer did did good. I, I thought uh, you know, to play this detached yuppie, you know, I, I thought I thought he did good. I mean, it came off really, really well. Um, you know, Jason Alexander being a, a greedy little booger. Um, <laughs> you know, I I I I thought, you know, these characters were really genuine in my mind of you know when i when i watched this and just trying to remember it from times that i watched before you know sitting and actually watching it i i i was more entertained than i thought i would be i i, I think i went into this movie with very low expectations but now i leave kind of like being a bit of a psychologist of just like people want to root for certain people at certain times and i think you know it, it even had me questioning it because my whole thing was just like why do we want to root for a hooker? Who cares? <laughs> you know, yeah, good um, yeah, it's like it's like why, why? Um, uh, I think as Americans, we like the underdog, man. I, I think that's that's kind of a, the big part of it. But um, not to be the kid who didn't do his uh, his book report, I'll, I'll just try to just wrap this up quicker. But I, I think it just really <laughs> got me into this whole weird diatribe of just like th- this whole movie at the end of the day would I be okay if this was something else? You know, would it be easier just to be like, oh yeah, this is good storytelling and, you know, people change their minds and relationships versus this wasn't supposed to be a relationship. This was a financial transaction that all of a sudden somebody else decided to break and renege. And so that's the part where I kind of have issue with, um, with this movie, but overall, you know, you know, as far as that being a weird part of the story, this is entertaining. I mean, I, I liked having Julia Roberts in her breakout role. Um, you know, I, I really loved, they did a great job of just shooting her. They did a great job of showing her personality. They did a great job of humanizing her. I think that's probably what made it so much harder to kind of hate the obvious part of this script of just the hooker, the heart of gold. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, I, I think she was America's sweetheart being this hooker. And I, I think that's, that's the part where <laughs> I, 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 it's so hard for me to be like, you know what, this, that's so dumb. It's like, you know what? No, she, she was so, she charmed her little hooker way into my heart in this movie. Um, so it's, how good it, was it? Uh-huh. I, I know guys, I know. <laughs> please do let it, let him get man. to it, please. <laughs> this is, this is, this is a good movie guys. I mean, this was, this, yes. was, this was good. It's just a good movie. Like it was, it was entertaining. I, I, besides the giant conundrum of just really, it's a hooker and it's a hooker who, who's really bad with transactions. Like, you know, it's a hooker who doesn't take the money. It's a hooker who breaks the contract. Besides that, it's a good movie, man. I, I feel the struggle within you, Dana. Oh, I, I think and Dana... I identify with it. I think Dana has how I have white guilt. I think he has hooker guilt. You know how like I apologize for any time white people do something bad in a movie. He was he he has hooker guilt. I I, I don't know. I don't know. I, you you heard it charged. here first. You heard it here on how good was it? There has a a new medical classification. A new it, hooker guilt. You heard it here first. Okay. Cheat your hookers better, guys. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) They have hearts too, guys. They have hearts too. (laughs) Oh, God. I love that. How can I top that? I totally understand Dana's, uh, for lack of a better term, dilemma with this movie, right? Because it is a mind fuck, right? I mean, when you get to the, the facts of this film, you know, a hooker, 
and a mega wealthy business guy falling in love and living happily ever after. It is a mind fuck. It's a, it's a, it, it just twists. It, you know, it's, uh, you know, the, the song from the nineties, what was it? Who was it? You're twisting my melon, man. That's all I kept hearing during this whole movie. You, you're twisting my melon. You're twisting my head. I can't get over that. It's a, it's a big hump. It's, there's no logic in it, but, the saving grace of this movie, hands down, is Julia Roberts. She plays the worst hooker I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and that is what saves this movie. Because she, if, if her role as a hooker was believable in any shape, way, or form, yes. the movie would fall flat on its dirty ass. Really, it, it would not work. Julia Roberts... I forgot how charming this motherfucker was. She charmed the shit out of this movie. Her little mannerisms. There's a reason why that one little scene when, when he presents the necklace to her and she goes to grab it and he said, that, that's an iconic scene. That It was used so much in the promotion of this movie. That is the one scene I remember them playing over and over because she had that laugh when he closed it and she had this wonderful laugh. That it, it felt real, it felt down to earth, and it was just it just exemplified her charm. She's a charming motherfucker, this Julia Roberts man. I gotta say, I forgot that about her. I haven't seen too many of her roles in the past, let's say ten, even I'd go as far as say twenty years. Um, the nineties was her heyday. I see now why. Not only was she a beautiful woman. I mean, she was, you know, you can't take your eyes off her when she's on the screen, but she had the charm to go with it. And that's that was the saving grace of this movie, because just like Dana said, it, it's total fantasy. It, it, if you if you put too much thought and you try to apply some logic to this, it just will not work. It was important to find somebody for this role who sucked as a hooker. They could not be believable as a hooker because then you would not fall in love with them. You would not root for them. And we wouldn't be thankful for the outcome of the movie, right? That being said, yeah, I agree. Um, everyone else, it was well cast. Richard Gere was great as this dick businessman. You know, um, it, it, very handsome man. So that made it easier to to not hate him. Because <laughs> if it was maybe someone else who wasn't as good looking, you would just hated his ass from the start. And you would have been like mad that Julia Roberts ended up with an asshole because he was kind of an asshole. And I don't know if he was still an asshole as the after this movie and the relationship carried on. I whatever. I'm not going to go there. Uh, that's something to ponder. This was a very charming movie. It, it was I'm going to make a confession. I, this is another and this has happened before on this podcast where I think I've seen a movie. I never watched this movie. I thought I had. It's one of those movies that was played endlessly on cable and was heavily promoted, that it felt like I had watched a movie. And of course, I know the I knew what the movie was about. So I thought I had actually sat down and watched this movie. No, this was the first time I watched it from beginning to end. And so I was very surprised. I was like, oh, shit, I don't remember this. Why? Because you dick, you didn't watch the movie. I've never, I lied. I never watched the movie. This was my first full viewing of Pretty Woman. Um, how good was it? This was a good movie. It was a nice movie. Uh, we have to remember, 
I think if and, and please correct me if I'm wrong, guys. Um, this one probably set the formula and the standard for rom coms going forward. I don't remember many rom coms before this. I'm yeah. sure there were, but I don't remember any ones that were quite as big, mm -hmm. um, that reached the status. And after this, you just Hollywood could not stop making rom coms. I mean, this kind of set the standard and gave the formula that element yeah. of fantasy um and you need that element to carry a rom-com you need that you know that princess mentality i guess uh how good was this movie it was good i enjoyed it um if you haven't watched it it's good it's definitely watch it once it's probably enough <laughs> oh scott <laughs> oh, okay all right guys yeah i mean you both nailed it 100%, right? Julia Roberts makes this movie. They could they could have easily miscast this role yeah. and put somebody else in it and not had the same result. I mean, she just, she oozes uh, charisma. Um, you know, the smile is iconic and it it just, it works. And then this is, Gary Marshall, the director is, you know, he's, the late Gary Marshall is was a master at making comedies. I mean, he created Happy Days, Laverne and Shirley. He, you know, tons of comedy. And then, you know, he got into movies and did movies for years as a writer and as a director and, a, and an actor. And he just stages his movie really well. And uh, it just, it works. You know, the premise may be, uh, you know, uh, not likely, but uh, <laughs> the chemistry between <laughs> Richard Gere and uh, Julia Roberts is undeniable. And yeah. yeah, she just, she carries his film. And yeah, how good was it? It's a good movie. Yeah. Yeah, I was surprised. I didn't think uh, I didn't know what to. I didn't know how I would feel about this movie after watching it. I was pleasantly surprised. It was. I'm glad we revisited it. It was a good choice by Dana, of course, yeah. and of course the perfect so romantic. choice. The so perfect. romantic. Yes, yes. I'm still not sure. Yeah, this this is still not the ideal Valentine's Day movie, but we know whatever. It, I it, may not know what the word romantic means. I, I'm unsure. I'll. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, romance is three thousand dollars in my book <laughs> there we go as a rom-com this was not a movie you took your date to because i mean no. whether you're a, a, a man or woman you're just going to be drooling at these two assholes on the screen and, and you're not going to pay attention to each other and the man your, your man will be drooling over julia roberts and your woman no. will be like dreaming about richard Gere. so you would have been fucked so no this was not a good date movie but as a rom-com, as just a fun movie, as a fantasy, because it is a fantasy, you know, um, it works. It works well. And uh, I, yeah, it, it was really due to, in large part, to uh, Julia Roberts. Um, and it reminded me how good she was as an actress, how charming, and why she had such a big career in the 90s, you know, followed by this. So, Yeah. But um, any last thoughts or observations about Pretty Woman? I mean, I'm pretty sure she kills him, right? And when they get back to New York, she she was all an act, right? She she really is going to rob him and like and probably knife him. They, they find his dead body in a, in an apartment. We can do the sequel, Scott. We can still do <laughs> the this. realistic how it really happened. Yeah, we can do this. We could catch up in the present time. Julia Roberts is still here. She could still yeah. do it. Catch up with her years after she killed her her. Uh, late husband richard gear yeah. and you know walked away with all that money and uh, yeah amen because there's an 18 yeah. year uh, age gap when she got to 40 and he's uh and he's uh, 
yeah, yeah. 58, 58. Sorry. Well, wow. Wow. <laughs> my math isn't great. Maybe, maybe then she, uh, you know, it made me start hard. changing. Yeah, I know. And, <laughs> it's, and, so, it's so hard. And if we want, and maybe I shouldn't say this to wrap this episode up, but we could manage to throw a gerbil or two in there and see what. <laughs> yeah, what, what, yeah, what she got into is gerbil uh, habits. And maybe, <laughs> maybe she changed her mind. I'm sorry, listeners. I had to do it. I allegedly, allegedly. 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 Oh, a poor nice. gerbil. Sorry, <laughs> alleged gerbil, Dana. Yes. Uh, any last thoughts, gentlemen? No. Oh, good choice, oh. Dana. Well, let's get the hell yeah. out of here then. Happy Valentine's Day or yeah, week yeah. or month to our <sighs> listeners. Um, hope you're in- enjoying your day to share with your loved ones. Please follow, like, and subscribe. Catch us on YouTube. Catch us on your favorite streaming platforms. And uh, let's get the hell out of here, guys. Say bye. See ya. Stay classy, Orlando. Keep finding those dead hookers. <laughs> what movie would you like us to review? Drop your suggestions by hitting us up at howgoodwasitpod at gmail.com.